This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in for Sean Kelly. As the team got back, the Pelicans got back from Memphis last night around 1230. They fell to the Memphis Grizzlies 89-83 in overtime. Uh, Anthony Davis struggled 10 points on 3 of 13 shooting. The bright side was the Pelicans bench. Lance Stevenson led the way with 21 points. Buddy Heald had 18. Lance Langston Galloway had 18. They had 9 of the team's 11 three-pointers. So some positives and some negatives from last night's game. And hopefully the Pelicans can get back on track tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns, who had a big win in Portland last night. They are now... One and four. On the baseball side, it was a pretty big night in Chicago. Cubs snapped their 108-year drought, taking down the Indians in extra innings, eight to seven. How about the drama there? You tied up on that big Rajay Davis home run for the Indians, and then you have a rain delay. Then you go to extra innings. I can't imagine what both cities were going through at that time. Both managers were going through, and just a, a big sigh of relief, I think, for Cubs fans. A big sigh of relief, I think, for Steve Bartman. And uh, the GOAT, actually, too, a big sigh of relief. So congratulations to the Chicago Cubs and a, a big season for the Indians, too. You want to congratulate them. Um, a little ironic, though. Cleveland Cavaliers come back from 3-1 to one to beat Golden State in the, World, in the NBA Finals. And then the karma comes back around, and the Indians blow a 3-1 lead. And the Cubs now are World Series champs. So it was fun following the Chicagoland scanner last night as some of the outrageous things were tweeted out about what they were working on. Unfortunately, you know, some of those were robberies and things like that, but some of them were as far as taking out light poles and carrying them down the street. So, you know, Chicago is going to go crazy after that win, and I uh, hope they're still enjoying um, the World Series victory from last night. So now baseball is over. Of course, we'll still keep an eye on football as there is an NFL game tonight. Big NFC South showdown. It's the Falcons going to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Falcons 5-3, and three, Bucks 3-4. Three and four. So if you're a Saints fan watching this game, Bucks lose tonight. You're in second place. The Saints are heading into this week's games. If the Falcons lose tonight, then you're tied with them in the loss column and could be one game back in the win column with a win on Sunday versus the 49ers. So big game tonight in the NFC South. Should be a fun one as the Saints will get ready for the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. We'll have some Pelicans talk today and we'll have some fantasy football talk. We'll pretend it's Tuesday because normally this is our Tuesday show where I'll talk with Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com and Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. But since the Saints 50th anniversary was on Tuesday, we decided to switch gears a little bit on Tuesday. So now today we'll give you some fantasy football advice. Uh, Jake Seeley's going to put on his Oscar suit and give us some midseason awards for MVP for the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position. He'll also give us some waiver wire pickups, even though waiver wire usually happens on Thursdays. If there's some guys left on your waiver wire, maybe you can pick them up today. And then he'll also kind of help us with tonight's game between the Bucks and the Falcons. So good show for you on this Thursday. We'll have Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. But first, we'll talk some Pelicans next with Jim Eikenhofer. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your buds by scoring the Guy's Night Out six-pack. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guy's Night Out on Monday, November 14th against the Boston Celtics. 
Visit Pelicans.com to plan your guys' night out today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Jim Meikenhofer takes a break from signing autographs after his uh, regular season radio debut last night in Memphis, and he joins me now, uh, writer for Pelicans.com. Jim, how are you? You be able to get some sleep last night? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not a ton, but uh, enough. You know, I, I, I re- I'm realizing after all the autographs that you mentioned that it's really – I'm really hamstrung by how long my last name is. I need to, to figure out a, a shorter autograph so that I can get get more of them done in a quicker amount of time. You just need to assign it Jim E. Just first initial yeah. of the last name. Very simple. That's true. That that would that would be pretty unique. There aren't a ton of last names that start with E, so I think that would make me that would distinguish me from from uh, the other people that are uh, out there signing autographs today. As someone who signs an autograph once every five years, I just make sure I shorten it just to Daniel S., you know, just for that <laughs> that one family member that wants it every five years. I just keep it simple. That way I'm not spending all this time writing my last name. It's not yeah, there, you know, that's, that's good advice. That's why I, why I uh, lean on you for, for stuff like that. All right, well, I'm going to lean on you for some Pelicans talk here on this Thursday. Normally we talk on Tuesday, but we had to switch things up. So let's talk. Pelicans right now and we'll talk about last night's game that both of us were on the call for and a game that went to overtime pretty exciting game as far as that is concerned really sloppy game I would say for a lot of the time maybe that was because both teams were on the second night of a back-to-back but Jim this kind of feels like one that got away for New Orleans last night a chance to kind of get one win under their belt and kind of get some momentum heading into tomorrow night's game against Phoenix yeah I think the the way I look at it Overall, is it was just a huge missed opportunity. When you have a game where you hold Memphis down to the numbers that you did and you really only need to score about 80 points in regulation to get a win, it was really tough to not come away with one. Um, Memphis rested two key guys the night before, and you had a chance to basically give them two straight losses in a, in a back-to-back where where they had – 
you know, like I said, those two two key guys out in a game against Minnesota. Um, you had a chance to really, to me, change a lot of the narrative. I'm sure this isn't breaking news that if you watch TV and you, you, you watch ESPN, you watch NBA TV and you listen to the talk about this team, a lot of it is about how, you know, Anthony Davis has gotten off to an incredibly amazing start to the season, but he hasn't gotten enough support. So last night with him struggling for the first time all season and other guys playing well, to me it was a, it was a, a chance to say, hey, we, we can win a game when Anthony Davis doesn't, doesn't put up 35, 40 points or whatever it is. So just across the board, to me, it was, just, it, was, it was really frustrating at the end of the night to look at everything that happened, see what was right there in front of you of what you could have accomplished by winning that game against a team that you know is very good, a division rival, a team that a lot of people have respect for in their building, and then to come away at the end of the night and you're 0-5, it's amazing to me the difference in what the feeling around the team would be today if they had just made one more shot or one more play at the end of the fourth quarter. Let's talk about some of those guys you mentioned that stepped up off the bench for New Orleans. Lance Stevenson, Langston Galloway, Buddy Heald. Is this the type of game that they needed to maybe uh, get some momentum going for them as far as getting some confidence and shooting well? Because they made a good portion of the threes last night. and believe Galloway made four. Heald made a couple, and Stevenson was one of the best players for the Pelicans last night. Got to be a good sign that knowing those three guys uh, finally got things going. Yeah, I think moving forward, you what you hope is that those guys, especially Buddy Heald and Langston Galloway, had been struggling shooting the ball. You hope that those guys can keep doing what they did last night. You combine that with how Anthony Davis has played the vast majority of the time he's been on the floor so far in the first five games, and you put that together and you, you hope that you can get some wins. But um, Langston Galloway was in a huge shooting slump. He started out last night in, an, in rough shape, too. I think he missed his first three or four. And it was like, oh boy, you know, he's he's not going to be able to get out of this tonight. But then all of a sudden, he it clicked in and he got on a roll. What we saw from Buddy Heald last night was really encouraging because, as we saw during summer league and preseason, even though he had stretches where he struggled in both, he also had had spans where you were like, man, this guy is an explosive scorer, can put up a bunch of points in a short amount of time. And he did that last night again, where he had a couple key three pointers in the in the fourth quarter and and shot four for nine on threes overall, had 18 points. Um, Lance Stevenson has been has been valuable, even though it hasn't translated into a win yet this season. I think throughout the first five games, he's shown you know a lot of reasons why they wanted to keep him on the roster. And last night was probably the best illustration of that, that across the board he played really well. And on a night when they were really stuck in the mud in the first half or the first quarter, he came in and gave them a huge jolt the way he's done at various times throughout his uh, pro career. My theme for these first five games would be inconsistency. We talk about AD was the main factor these first four games, scoring, averaging 37 points heading into last night's game, now just 31. Oh, just 31, I should say. And then last (laughs) night it was AD struggling with 10 points and the bench scoring, you know, a good amount, more than half of the team's points. This is something that you just, all these guys need to get on the same page. I feel like we're just, it's one thing or the other this week, this year so far for New Orleans, just not being able to have that balanced scoring on a, a night-in-and-night-out basis. Yeah, that's definitely been true. I mean, you haven't had a complete game where you had, you know, maybe say more than half of the guys all played well. It's been a, a guy here or there. Um, everybody knows how dominant 
Anthony Davis was in the first three of the first four games. But, I mean, to me, inconsistency has been a theme, but it's also been just frustrating because it's one thing, in a weird way, I feel like if they had their 0-5 and they had lost a lot of these games by 15, 20 points, it would be easier to take. But they've been in four of these five games. They've had chances to win. And in, in, in a lot of ways, for me, from my perspective, I'm sure some of the players or maybe all the players feel the same way. It's just really it's really tough to look at the standings today or look at their record and see 0-5 because they've had chances. And last night was the best opportunity of all of them that they've had to be able to win a game. And even though it doesn't sound like much to me, um, if you're 1-4 today, it, it, it's a lot different story than 0-5. You're not among the – I think it's three teams that haven't won a game yet in the league. And, you know, when you're winless, it, it's it's hard for, for people to see any positives out of that because, you know, obviously, you know, you haven't gotten any wins yet. But um, I think it's just tough right now to, to deal with the fact that, that they still haven't been able to, to break through and, and get a win. But obviously Friday night will be another opportunity – at home to be able to do that we mentioned anthony davis and 31 points through five games is pretty incredible for ad even though it's not surprising with the talent that he is but let's talk about him you sense that he's a little bit more aggressive this year taking more shots being that vocal leader that a lot of guys wanted him to be like maybe last year i know he's only 23 and it's hard to be that vocal leader at 23 but do you feel like you see a change in ad's mentality this season yeah i do i think he's been more vocal he's been been more uh making more of a point to to like you said be a leader um last night was a good example i think for him after the game of the kind of team first guy he is the after after the first week of the season of course as i alluded to the the everyone was talking about how he played amazing and it was terrible for him individually that the team hadn't won yet i mean everyone was upset it's not like just anthony davis was mad that, that they were winless so far but last night he didn't play well at all, and you know, not just by his standards, but just by you know any player's standards, he had a bad game. And after the game, he was very um, immediately take, accepting the blame and saying like, you know, we had a bunch of guys play well tonight. I didn't hold up my end of the bargain, and you know, he didn't say like, okay, I'm the reason we lost, but he, but he kind of did in a way, like say like, you know, yet another thing that that to tack on to the list of, of frustrations and, and and anger about the way the season has gone is that he's like, you know, we had a bunch of guys that, that played well tonight and I didn't. So, you know, it's just, it's just tough overall to, to look at the situation and say, man, we still have, we still don't have a win after five games. Yeah, it is frustrating. That's for sure. Um, all right, well, let's move on and focus on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night. Both teams looking for a win. One of these teams will have a win unless uh, it turns into Seattle, Arizona with a tie or Washington and Cincinnati in the NFL. <laughs> so I don't think that will happen, Jim. So what will it take for the Pelicans to, pay, um, to beat the Suns? Uh, a young team, but both teams hungry for that first win. Well, thankfully, the NBA rules do not allow for a deadlock at the end of a game. Someone has to win, so that that's a, that's definitely a good thing. I'm sure people already with only two ties in the NFL are are tired of seeing that. But mm-hmm. um, Phoenix is Phoenix is um, a really good has a really good backcourt. That's one of the things that that is, they're the most talented. That's definitely the most talented part of their team. I'm not sure what Devin Booker's status is. I, I I don't think he played last night, 
but they came up with a with a pretty big win against Portland, and they've had a couple other games that they lost, kind of like New Orleans, where they've been in the game, had a chance to win, and didn't didn't um, pull it out. But um, I would say one of the biggest things, and this has been a, a emphasis for the Pelicans against everyone, no matter who they're playing, is keeping guys out of the lane, keeping your man in front of you, not allowing penetration. And I think that'll be another thing going up against Bledsoe and and Knight for the Suns. That just shows you how much I paid attention last night when I got home, as I didn't realize that the Suns actually did get a win last night. So uh, <laughs> a little tired yeah, this morning, you know, but <laughs> I remember you said you said uh, you know that both teams hadn't won yet, but I didn't even realize that either. I mean, by the time we got, I'm not even sure what time that game ended, anyways, in Phoenix because they probably started at about nine o'clock central so it was probably just getting over by the time we we got home anyways but yeah i, I saw it this morning that they had won so good right. win for them all right good win for them let's see if we can break their one game winning streak tomorrow night at the smoothie king center pelicans and sons of course you can read all of jim's work on pelicans.com in the pelicans mobile app jim talk to you tomorrow thank you so much for the time no problem thanks a lot daniel all right we'll focus on fantasy football next you're listening to the black and blue report Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, normally we have this interview on Tuesday. We had to switch it up a bit this week, but nonetheless, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com is here to talk a little fantasy football as part of our fantasy focus presented by Campbell Soup. Jake, I guess we can say happy game day since it is a game day here in the NFL, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. It's also happy Cubs fans day. <laughs> I'm a little tired of watching staying up. Just I, I got to tell you, I had no rooting interest. I, I felt for the Cubs. I've never been so stressed for teams that were not mine to root for. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. I was part of me was like, man, I wouldn't mind seeing the Indians win after they're leading three to one. But I'm like, man, how cool would it be? Cubs come back from three one, win the whole thing. And I was the same way. Just two teams. Normally, when your team's not in the World Series or in the any sport, you sort of not care as much. But man, the World Series had me this year. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I have to agree 100. percent It's easily. I'm a Mets fan, and it was about the same stress level I had last year. But at least you got to see it as I was on the team plane, and as we took off, it was eight to six. So I did not see any of the ending. So I, um, I envy you for 
at least getting to see everything. Being able to stay. <laughs> hey, I, I envy the people that were on the West Coast and able to sleep. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I envy the people. Well, maybe not envy the people of Chicago that are partying all night, but still, I. Uh, either way, pretty crazy stuff. Nonetheless, yeah. let's get to some football here, and I'm going to make you uh, Billy Crystal for today. You're going to be hosting the Oscars of midseason fantasy MVPs. I know it's a big deal here, and there are trophies to hand out. So let's do that. Just because we're midway through, kind of let's give let's start with the quarterbacks. Your fantasy MVP midway through the season. Uh, it's actually the leading scorer as of today, and it's not because he's the leading scorer. Because when I say MVP, you know I love David Johnson, but to me he's not really the MVP. You could say he's been your most valuable player, but we all drafted him in the first round because mm-hmm. we knew he was going to be amazing, or most people did. So. The reason Matt Ryan at quarterback deserves it, in my opinion, is because not only is he the leading scorer, not only is he second to Drew Brees in fantasy points per game for quarterbacks, but he's somebody that people weren't even drafting. It, this is a guy who went uh, drafted in a lot of leagues and won the ones that he did. He was in that 16 to 18, sometimes even 20 range. So this is somebody that not only came out and has performed every single week. And that's the appeal, too, is he really hasn't had a terrible game so far. He's had two quiet games. But if your low is 15 points and you're scoring 25, 26, 30-something points, you're going to love that kind of production all year long, at least with one touchdown in every single game. Uh, I don't think there's a real debate here for Matt Ryan. Maybe come season's end, you can make a case for Tom Brady for the games that he did play, and Drew Brees will obviously be in that conversation too, but for the investment that you paid for them versus Matt Ryan, I think it has to be Matt Ryan. Man, you realize you're on a Saints podcast and you open up with Matt Ryan as a fantasy quarterback. That's a bold strategy there, Jake, here in the the opening segment. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm the Cubs fans that showed up to the Indians game last week in New Jersey. (laughs) All right, let's try to Let's see how the running backs go here. Give me a running back MVP. Uh, I would have to say on this one, it's another situation similar to Matt Ryan where people, they were drafting him but weren't expecting this. I'm going to say Melvin Gordon. He isn't the top scorer. As I said, David Johnson by far away has been the best running back. And Ezekiel Elliott deserves consideration. DeMarco Murray as well, depending if you got him in the second or third round. But, Again, we're talking about Melvin Gordon, who didn't score a touchdown at all last year. Somebody who was taken in the middle of the rounds as people's third running back because there was still a doubt if Melvin Gordon could ever fulfill the promise that he had coming out of college. There was a lot of doubts of whether he was the next Trent Richardson. And so far this season, he has one single-digit scoring game. And I know the yards per carry aren't terrific. We've actually brought this up on the show before. And from a fantasy perspective, I'd still sell high on him if I could. If you can get top 10 running back value for him because that yards per carry average is concerning, even though he did show up very well against the tough Denver defense last week. Uh, It's more that he's touchdown reliant, but for what he's done so far, you're getting a top five running back who you only spent an eighth, ninth, tenth round pick on. And that's why he would be my MVP. Barely, like I said, edging out Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, and DeMarco Murray. Last one, wide receivers. Give me your wide receiver MVP midway through. This one's a little bit tougher. You know, uh, I think that obviously A.J. Green has to be in the conversation. Uh, You can make a case for a few other guys. Heck, you know how much I love Michael Thomas, and I would say for the value of what you paid for him, he deserves some mentions, probably some second, third place votes. But as of today, I'm actually going to go with the fifth highest scoring player, and that's Michael Crabtree, because he is the fifth wide receiver on the board so far this year, only behind Julio, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, and T.Y. Hilton. He's been remarkably consistent. He had one terrible game, 
But outside of that, if you look at it, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, all these guys have about one or two off games per year. So you can excuse him for having one off game when the rest of the season he's had nine-plus fantasy points, double digits in all. The last six games, that one bad game was against Kansas City. The other five games in that mix, he's had at least ten points or more. That one huge game with three touchdowns against Baltimore. He's actually been more consistent than his teammate, Mari Cooper, who started to really pick it up late. And again, I go back to this. Michael Crabtree didn't cost you anything more than an eighth or ninth round pick to get not only a wide receiver one, but a top five wide receiver from that range of the draft. As of today, he is the MVP. Although, of all the people I've said so far, I think he has the most competition to likely not have the award at the end of the season. No doubt about that. Richard Sherman probably doesn't have him on his fantasy team, but that's okay. No problem there. No, he definitely does not. (laughs) Jake, uh, I know it's Thursday, so a lot of people's waiver wires have already gone through, but in case those uh, maybe still can, obviously you can still pick up some players for tonight or for Sunday. Give us two or three guys worth picking up this week. The obvious name is going to be Charkendrick West, and yes, unless your waivers haven't run, he's already been picked up. He was probably the number one waiver priority for people that were stashing that or spent a huge budget on him. So outside of that, somebody that might not even be picked up because he's on a buy is Robert Kelly. If you need running back help, he looked good last week. Didn't fumble at all in that game. Had very good yards after contact. You saw a lot of people are going to look at the yards per carry. But he was getting hit at the line a lot of times. and was still getting yards after that. I think he showed an impressive game and for the fact that I wouldn't be surprised if he's not leading the backfield coming out of the Redskins by with Matt Jones being now a change of pace backup option. In PPR leagues, Darren Sproles' usage, I think he's become theoretic light in the fact that you can definitely trust him in PPR and maybe even a standard league this week with the buys. Uh, Obviously, everybody knows about the Tim Hightower situation. This could be a split carry situation this week. It could be the first timeshare we've seen for the Saints in quite a while. And I'm actually comfortable starting both as RB2s with how bad the 49ers run defense is. But to move over to wide receiver, Corey Coleman is looking to return for the Browns. He's starting to practice again. Even if he doesn't play this week, you need to pick him up now because of the potential he has, no matter who's that quarterback. And then one more, uh, just because he's done really well and actually saw him not even get picked up in a lot of leagues, is Brian Quick. Him and Kenny Britt, you know this. I said Kenny Britt a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What more does he have to do for you guys to pick him up? Brian Quick's starting to get in that same range. He's been scoring the touchdowns and then had 92 yards against the Giants. It's been pretty consistent for this team. And if it's a thin week because of six teams, six teams on by, for somebody who's averaging what he is on a per-game basis, at least 51 yards in each of the last five games, he could easily find his way as your wide receiver three, wide receiver four into your lineup. All right, before I let you go, Buccaneers and Falcons tonight on Thursday Night Football. A lot of interest here in New Orleans in that game. Their running back situation it seems like when – one person goes down, then another person goes down, then another person goes down. Jaquiz <laughs> Rogers seems to be the guy at the helm, but um, not sure how much he's going to play. He's battling an injury. So if you have any of these Bucks running backs, one, do you play him? And two, who do you play tonight? Yeah, I think you have to because it's not only the six teams on bye this week, but most every single one of them has at least one running back you are probably using. And a couple, we talk about David Johnson, Lamar Miller. I mean, there's a couple RB1s in this mix that aren't playing as well. So I think you can, in between the two, uh, I would go Anton Smith. This is somebody who has experience with the Falcons, with Dirk Cotter. So he has the comfortable situation of knowing what kind of offense is run. He's very explosive. And there's going to be a lot of people that say Peyton Barber is the better lead down option and goal line. And that is true. But at the same time, we also all assume Jaquiz Rogers couldn't handle 30 touches a game. And he came out two straight games doing just that. So I think it's going to be more of a timeshare than we saw with Rogers at running back than what we see, what we see tonight. 
but I would still lean towards Smith for the explosive ability and given this matchup. Uh, but if you're desperate, Tate Barber, I would probably put in the RB3 conversation. In deeper leagues, he could probably find his way into a lineup. All right, good stuff. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Campbell Soup. Jake, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, you too. I appreciate it. All right. When we come back, I'll wrap things up. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win tonight with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Monday, November 14th against the Boston Celtics. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Have a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a New Orleans Pelicans home game. Get up close and personal with seats that put your feet on the hardwood and sit you within arm's length of NBA superstars. Pelicans floor seats are now available and come with access to private hospitality during the game, plus invitations to exclusive team and premium events. It's the best way to experience NBA action. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com and score your seats today. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. All right, time to wrap things up on this Thursday. Big thanks to Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Again, Falcons, Bucks tonight uh, on the television. NFL Network will have that one for you, and uh, we'll still get you ready for Saints and 49ers on tomorrow's show. We'll also get you ready uh, for Pelicans and Suns. Uh, we're hoping to have a national NBA writer to come on, kind of talk about the league a little bit and the Pelicans. Still waiting on that, but we'll have some Pelicans talk for you on this fri- on Friday's show as the Pelicans will host the Phoenix Suns before heading on a three-game road trip starting on Monday against the Golden State Warriors. Goes through Sacramento and ends, yeah, typically in Milwaukee. So the normal Golden State-Sacramento-Milwaukee road trip is happening Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday of next week. Tonight, don't forget about the Alvin Gentry Show, 7 to 8 on 99.5 WRNO. I'll be chatting with head coach Alvin Gentry. I actually spoke to him last night on the team plane, so that's where you'll hear that if it sounds a little funky. But, yes, talk to him on the team plane last night. You'll hear that, plus more. And I'll also give away two tickets for next week, next Saturday's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. So keep an eye out on that and uh, wait for my signal, I guess. Not a bat signal, but wait on me to uh, give you the signal to call in. And hopefully you can win two tickets to Pelicans and Lakers next Saturday night. That'll do it for today's show. For Jim Eikenhofer and Jake Seeley, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. 
presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.